much. Um, Mr. Patrick Gibney has been kind enough to join my show again. He, uh, well, he's sitting right here. Patty, how are you, man? I tell you, I'm feeling good, man. Good. I'm drinking my magical green potion here. Right yeah. Here. So what's in Adds your... a couple of inches to your brain. <laughs> to the brain, that's it? Anything that's right. else? There's no um, elephant tusk or anything like that in there? Deer horn? No, it? no man. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's maybe in all in my head, but it makes me feel like I'm healthy. Good. Well, you're always firm. Anytime I slap your back, you feel firm. So You know why that is. I can't say it on camera. But <laughs> there is a... There's a Special exercise that all men and Faye will do. I'm That's good at it. actually for our OnlyFans that we're going to be starting okay. um, after this. So go ahead and sign up. Uh, no, but for real, thank you for taking the time to, to come on my show sure. again. Happy in a few minutes. So happy to be part of it. My yeah, friend. man. So what uh, what's new with the club? So if you don't know this guy, this is Patrick Gibney or uh, Patty. We are sitting in his establishment right now on the church side. And the pub is on the other, so this is Patty's Irish Pub. It's a fantastic place. Uh, actually, right now on the other side, have they started the musical bingo yet? We're about to get rocking and rolling. Musical bingo, darts, huge jingle board, and then I think karaoke later. Yeah, yeah. If we get drunk enough, then maybe we'll go to some karaoke. Right, sometimes. Yeah. That's the best time, yeah. best way to do it. The man. only you know, time I'll do it where you anymore. can like, suffer through some of the people who think yeah. they're oh good. Oh my gosh. That's Doesn't wrong with karaoke when you're crap, when oh you actually gosh. think you're good and you're not good. Oh when I, after a few drinks, yeah, I think that I can sing some old Hank Jr. and stuff like that. It's not pretty. So, but tomorrow is actually the comedy show, uh, Comedy and Cocktails, right here on the church side. Um, he's been gracious enough to let me host the show again. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, so how's the Comedy and Cocktails been going? I know you changed it up at the beginning of the year a little bit. How are you liking that motif? It's getting better. I mean, it takes a while for things to take hold, you know, yeah. especially in a community like Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and also you're trying to break a stigma with certain people being an Irish pub being a live music venue there'll be folks that would associate that with mostly younger folk, younger people maybe and uh, think that it's a madhouse in here all the yeah, time yeah. so when you're telling them you're having comedy and trivia and things like that it takes a while I think for people to, to, to you know for the word to get out but also for word of mouth to get out because people have to experience something for us generally speaking before they're they'll confidently go and tell friends and you know family about yeah. it. So we, you know, that takes several months. And we're, we're at that point. We made some changes after the new year with ticket prices and and the way it's presented. We have a wonderful uh, piano, couple of piano players now, mm -hmm. King B and and um, Casey and Casey. Yeah. So they're, they're like comedians and in and of themselves, especially Casey. So yeah. it's working, man. It's good value for ten dollars. Yeah. yeah. Not too shabby. You know what I mean? You yeah. Get some. Good comics that come in. These are all professionals yep. traveling the, the country, and there's been some nights here that have been really, really fabulous. Mm -hmm. You know, and the feedback has been. People keep saying, "I don't feel like I'm in favor," which is sad when you hear that. But um, but you know, I've always, uh, I think there's a lot of people like me out there trying to make this place a little bit better. Yeah. You know, and favor can be. Ge geography shouldn't have nothing to do. That's correct. With anything really. Yeah. And I don't want to talk on it too much, but I mean, you said it exactly right, and I've been nothing but impressed by this place since I've been here. I started security here during the summer, I think, and uh, I had never been here before, and so I came in, I actually just jumped on and looked it up, and oh, you're doing comedy again, and you just started doing comedy. Yeah. Um, worked security for a while, and just kind of kept my mouth shut and got a vibe for the place, talked to you about it. Um, you were kind enough to let me up on the stage, so I've done that a few times, but it's very impressive with what you've done, 
and I mean, I'm just speaking about what I've seen, man. You know, like the pub side is gorgeous, all the stuff over there. The church side, which we're on now, um, is fantastic. And we, you're able to do so many different things with this place that you would never know that uh, after the comedy show, you know, the way that it's set up, because it's a gorgeous, nice, warm venue for it. And then Friday night, there's the cash trivia, which some there's some diehard regulars that come in here and just love that stuff. Some good money in it, too. There is, but so you would never know that if you're here for that, that in just a couple hours, we're stripping all the furniture out and it's about to be a club. Yeah. With a DJ popping up there. That's right, yeah. You know what I mean? So you've done a fantastic job, dude. You bring some great people in, and you're, you're always trying to make things better. And you've surrounded yourself with a great team that we'll come back to in a little bit. But, I mean, I just think it's it's awesome what you're doing, dude. I appreciate well, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, as you just said, the magic word is a team. Yes. I'm a member of a team. Yeah. And just my name is on the wall, so I suppose I get a lot of kudos for that, but I'm under no illusions. If I was if I was left to my own devices, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be sitting yeah. here right now. <laughs> and we're going to come back to the, the team portion in a little bit. Um, but I want to start with a while ago, and I'm glad that now you understand what we're doing on the show, because the first time... Yeah, when I first did this, I had no idea what... I, yeah. I didn't know what to expect, I was... Yeah. You know, but um, I kind of pick it up on it now a little bit that, uh, you know, it's a kind yeah. of a, almost a self-help type thing, and people trying to get information that, you know, better their lives or whatever, and, yeah. and we're all we're all a link, and I'm just a link in the chain, yeah. man, we all, everyone's that way, no one's yeah. better than anybody else, right. you know? Yeah, I absolutely agree, and, and if you can pass on any knowledge or experience, you know, in life to anybody, you know, I think that's a fantastic thing, because I know personally how much it's meant to me when people have taken the time to show interest and help, this and that, so I think that's kind of the point of the whole thing. You know? Or just say, I mean, somebody might say something, not even thinking that it's a teachable thing, but yeah. we can all remember, I think, when somebody says something. Or, or you read something, or you overhear a conversation, you know, and it stays with you forever. Yeah. Um, I certainly can, you know. Yeah. But it's like everything else. You have to be, you have to be willing. Yes. You have to be listening. You have to be listening. And yeah. If you're not listening, you're just, I mean, do what you like. But yeah. I think it's a an awful waste of time. It is. If you're not listening, if you're not open to it. Right, because we have two ears yes. and one mouth, you know? You're supposed to be listening twice as much as you speak. Yeah, you should be anyway. <laughs> a lot be, of us yeah. have trouble with that. But when you learn to shut your mouth and listen a little bit, it's amazing the things that you can take in. And it's amazing the opportunities you can create for yourself. True, because it, it's, it's not always good information you're getting. Sometimes you're getting bad information. I've always, I've often been asked, you know, starting out in my particular line of work, mm -hmm. you know, you know, I haven't worked in bars as a musician for a long yeah. time. Well, what, what did you learn from in bars? What did you learn from other bar owners, for instance? And I've always kind of said somewhat cheekily, uh, uh, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I mean, I learned mostly what not to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're kind of on your own, and life is that way, and it kind of should be. You get information, but in order to be original, in order to be, find your own path is what's most important. You pick up information from people. But sometimes you don't pick up anything that, oh, you need to do this, you know, right. sometimes doing that is not, not what you need to do. Yeah. You know, so, um, again, I think it's just been keeping your eyes open and your ears open and writing everything down, I yeah. find, is very important. Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh. And then remembering where you write things down. I have just four, yeah. four different notebooks right here. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you bring up a lot of good points, man. So, like, when you, did, you first started and you came up as a musician by profession, mm -hmm. right? And 
let's talk about kind of getting into that. When did you discover that you were kind of musically inclined, that you enjoyed um, playing music? And I, I don't really want to call you a musician because I finally got to see you. I was working security that night, but I got to see you and Bill on stage, man. And you are not a musician. You're a performer. I'm an entertainer. You're an entertainer. Saying, you are Bill is a musician, dude. I mean, I'm not. Oh my gosh, no! But like, what you? Yeah, dude, I love it. Um, so, kind of, what got you into them? Um, when did you realize, like, hey, I, I have can... nothing better to do? <laughs> I mean, kind of. I think I left after graduate school. I kind of dicked around a little bit. I wasn't really sure. I thought I wanted to be a physician, and I went back to do some medical school stuff. And I almost, almost went that route, man. I was like, I did my. MCATs and all that stuff, and wow, you know, but I, I, um, I didn't. I was an older student even then. I just, it was at the interview for medical school, Chapel Hill. Was this lady, uh, Doctor Mann? She was the head of the med school, and she basically was like a drill instructor. But she essentially said to me, "What, what makes you think that you can be a doctor?" You know, and anyway, totally. I thought she was gonna, you know, be nice. But yeah. She wasn't particularly nice, but it was exactly what I needed to hear. She made me think, and she asked me, "What, what is it that makes excites you? What yeah. is it that you wanted, that you, that you do? What do you love? You know?" And I mentioned music. I love, always loved music, you know. But it was before I was really necessarily a performer. Definitely. I mean, I just played guitar and sang, and I loved music in general. And I had my favorite musicians, and I knew what, I loved what music how it made me feel internally and what, how it spoke to me. And I aligned a lot of my, um, I suppose, my spiritual beliefs with music, actually. Because I, I think they're very much aligned, for me, anyway. So when I said that, she jumped all over and said that she had several friends who were professional musicians. Yeah. And she said that it keeps them up at night and it gets them up early in the morning. And yeah, she yeah. Would, unless, you, unless you feel that way about medicine. I strongly suggest you reconsider. Yeah. And it was a, you know, they were, there was a pivotal moment, you know. So I, I think I made a vow to myself at the time, you know, just to kind of at least pick a guitar and get out in front of people, which was a nerve-wracking thing. Yeah. At the time, for a while, for years, it was yeah. uncomfortable. But you have to fight through that. You know? I mean, what the hell was a drill instructor man that was asking you that? Doctor yes, Man. <laughs> Doctor Man, yeah. yeah, yeah, she was the one who kind of berated me a little bit, you know, just for sitting in front of her. But she, no, and I get it. But she was right, But though. she was the one that asked you, what's your why? That's right. Why? It was a very, it's the rest of your life. Yes. There's eight, you know, four years of medical school, you have an internship and a residency, you know, are you really sure, what, you know, what you're getting yourself into here? Yeah. I mean, and I was, uh, one of my biggest influences at the time was a, was a, a doctor, mm -hmm. it, and uh, it was influence in my life and you know so it, whatever coming yeah. from Ireland as an exchange student I think I was more in love with the idea mm -hmm. of my god I'm a doctor and actually <laughs> uh, you know what I mean like my god I'm, yeah. I'm a general you know well yeah. you, it, what it takes to become one and I think it has to be that has to be something that's deep in your soul unless you're it's an awful lot of time to spend doing something when you're not happy man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and being happy in life, as short and fleeting as it is, I think is very important to be true to yourself and not listen to other people. Find out what you're happy, what you're, what it is that makes you, that you're passionate about. And even don't be ashamed of that. Yeah. Even if it's not being a doctor, maybe maybe you like to be a landscaper. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. 
it's uh, as long as you put your heart and soul into it and you're enjoying it. It's, yeah, it's funny that we, it's very easy to question ourselves and what we're doing, this and that. We'd be ashamed it's, of it. People, not everyone can be a, a musician or, or, or a business owner or a doctor. Or, like, know, think like you can if you want, but, but it's okay to not, it's okay to have some, as long as you're you know, you it's funny doing. though when you see somebody that's fully embraced whatever whatever they want to do like a I don't know things that we wouldn't think of as glamorous or whatever like a garbage man or you whatever a sound man or someone behind the stage that most people don't want to do that's not a doctor or, or this or that but when you see somebody that is fully committed and, mm -hmm. and happy you can see that they are extremely happy and proud and committed of what they're doing it doesn't matter what that whatever the thing is that they're doing you can see that come through, how genuinely happy they are, and and you can't help but have respect for that. It, it's infectious because it's usually wrapped up. It is. Up, it's infectious. It's it's wrapped up in some in the rest of our lives. Yeah. I mean, What's the old quote I heard in a movie one time? Some of the happiest people on earth come home at the end of the day smelling to high heaven. You know. Yeah. I heard that from somebody. Like yeah. Remember, but, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. They they certainly it doesn't matter because overall they're happy in their lives. When I left. Ireland as an 18 year old, you go travel the world and was fortunate to get a good education and see a lot of things and then going home to visit, you'd see old friends, you know, and in some cases, you know, you could look at it as if they hadn't really done anything, Yeah. which which was the, is the wrong way to look at no, it, but they decided to, to kind of stay and get married and have some children and oftentimes they were completely happy, you know. Yep. In their world, in Dublin, didn't really want to leave or go anywhere. Was happy for me, but didn't really care for America or whatever. Yeah. Hey, whatever, good for you. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's what it, it's whatever's in your own heart, yeah. in your own mind that really matters, and who's around you, who's you surround yourself with. Yes. And so, if what's in your heart is staying in the same place, and you know, being a dad or being a mom, it's that we're not saying any of that stuff is wrong. But if you want to try something out, then, then try it. There's no ever being too late. You know, I didn't get my degree until I was 39, almost 40 years old. Um, there is no too young, any, too old to do anything. It's the fact of getting started. So backpedaling a little bit, when you left um, medical field to following your passion of what kept you up at night, what got you up during the day, it was extremely difficult and fearful. Right, because you're going from something that you thought you had a, you had a, a handle on this nice thick branch you thought you're going to swing into, mm -hmm. but then it's like, oh, this is not the branch that I wanted. Letting oh, go of that. I suppose it's let, yeah, letting go of it, but also I think it's the vulnerability of mm -hmm. being on a stage. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's why I got a a, um, a healthy disdain for the audience often. <laughs> okay. Absolutely, no, they better, I appreciate you that. better watch it. You better watch your mouth. Yeah. And I'll berate them oftentimes yeah. for, for just being rude, especially yeah. to somebody who's trying. Well, they're trying being rude in the audience anyway. That's, I won't tolerate it. No, I you agree. Know, but it, it takes a lot of balls yeah. to get on the stage. And, it does. But in, in my in my early years, I mean, I had a lot of support. I had people coming out to see me that I, I think I wasn't very good. Yeah. You're not very good when you're starting. You're not out. supposed you're, to be. You're nervous, you know. I used to close my I used to close my eyes. You know? <laughs> I remember, people, you know, sometimes people would say, you know, Open your eyes, and I said, I can't. <laughs> the words are written on the insides of my eyes. You know? But anyway, I, uh, yeah, it was nervous, it was nerve-wracking. I still remember vividly 
get my little my equipment, which I didn't even know what I was doing. Like, yeah. I, had good, I had a good acoustic guitar, but the, I was using the piano amp and then a bass amp to sing through. It was just insane. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. But it's where it, it but it, it was where I cut my teeth, and it was where yeah. my no matter what Bill and I are, we're original. Yes. Definitely yeah. original, yeah. and that came out of yeah. just not having a damn idea. Yeah, you know, just and a lot of the funny songs and the bravado yeah. came from just survival. I mean, it was just survival. Like I, I, I wasn't capable of playing of playing really intricate stuff. Yeah, you know. And then Bill came along into my life, and he's a classically trained musician, so he can do awesome. he can do that stuff. And then we worked together well in that way, offering you know, melding together two different things and. And um, I'm just an out and out uh, entertainer, and yeah. in, all, in all kinds of ways. But I want to feel the songs, touch the audience, because it's a lot. You're up there busting your ass, man. You know, and it's you know one thing I didn't want to do was what everyone else was doing. Right? I remember being at house parties and someone picking the guitar up and they play "Stairway to Heaven" yeah. just perfectly. And I thought I'll never learn that song. Appreciate that song, yeah. but because that, that was all they could do. Yeah. I said, "Well, sing us, a, sing us, a, sing us a song, you know, sing us a, sing something, you know." Uh, and, uh, yeah. I just thought, what a, all the time you spent to learn that intricate piece of music, beautiful piece of music, when you could have learned three chords and you could sing almost any song <laughs> or whatever. It just and being a, an Irish person, air culture is big on. You know, sitting in a room, be it a wedding, be it a funeral, and people sing songs. Yeah. You know, even a cappella, or you can play a bit of guitar. You, you know, and it's a very musical culture. You yeah. know, so I brought that, I think, to the stage, and being the fact that I maybe was a little insecure about not being very good. Yeah. Which made me act like I was maybe uh, they say the cheese when I was only the cow in the box, <laughs> as they say. Uh, but again, like you mentioned, a great word, vulnerable. You allowed yourself. You you got yourself on stage, though, and allowed yourself to be vulnerable. I read a book by Susan Jeffers when I was in graduate school. Yeah. It's called "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." I can't remember who gave it to me, but that was one of that was one of many books over my time yeah. that kind of never left me. Just the title, "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." Susan Jeffers. I mean, it's an old book. I've gone back quite a bit, but you know, you have to be. It's okay to be afraid. Yeah. But I'll be. You know, at 18, I got on a plane and came to yeah. America, and I was afraid. But I mean, you do it. You know what? Oh, which is again a very hard thing to explain. Did you ever feel like, like, when, almost like things are already planned out for you? Yeah. And all you really have to do is to get out of the damn way. Yeah. Get out of your own yes. way. Get it. You know. <laughs> take that step, take that little bit of that yeah. step, and then you're okay, it's yep. okay. Mm-hmm. Take another step. And when I look back on it, I don't feel like I was brave or, or feel that I was strong. I feel that I was fortunate to listen yeah. and just go yes. with it. You know, I said, okay, if I don't like America, I'll come back home. You know, but just yeah. to take that step to get on the plane, to take that step to get on that stage the very first time, which wasn't even a stage, it was a chair, an amp, a microphone, a guitar, a song. Music stand, yeah. And friends of mine, not even paying attention, just their own. <laughs> yeah. 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 After you sing a song, there's a pause, and then they realise I've stopped them, and they go, "Oh, oh, fantastic, fantastic." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that going on, but that's okay, though. I mean, it gave me each, yeah. each time I did it, gave me more confidence. 
there's a couple things on that that I point out. One is huge is getting out of your own way. So many people prevent themselves from so much of being happy, starting the path they want to do. It's in your head. It right? is. It's so it's much in your head. head. And that's another big thing I've been talking about lately is you're, you're not going to be good at something new that you start. You're not supposed to be good when you start something new. You know, like people are, they use the word fool with it in the same way you've probably seen it. You can't be afraid to be the fool to become the master. Like no master has ever gotten there without being the fool first. Very well know? said. I never thought about it like that. But, yeah. yeah. You can't become the, um, I, I think I used the wrong word before I said entertainer. You're a performer. Or did I say performer? I mean, I'm not. Tit for tat. It's tomatoes, tomatoes. I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm good with a microphone and an audience. I play a bit of guitar. I can sing okay. I can think on my feet. Yes. It's the strength I have and, and entertain. And it's not for everybody either. I mean, I'm in people's faces, you know. But you went from, my point on that is you went from performing with your eyes closed, reading the back of your eyelids for the lyrics, to now, dude, you kill it on stage. Whether you're comfortable or not, it, the way that you look and appear to people from the audience you're having a great time, you're open to it, you were in tune with your audience, and you're having a great time, man. You didn't get there from your first performance like we just talked about, your friend sitting around playing with the bass and I don't know what that stuff talked about, but you're not gonna get to that point by, <laughs> by not spending thousands of hours on stage practicing. Uh, no. Yeah, well, that's right, just play gigs, play gigs, yeah. play gigs. And we were so unusual, I think. Uh, that we've just got more shows. Yeah. You know, this, you never know what this guy's going to say. This dude plays the violin. Yeah. He's awesome. So it was a complete, it was just a weird, and it, was ha it happened by happenstance, is how it happened. But again, I think that's very important in life. When you take, when you take a step, things, things that you don't expect happen. Mm -hmm. People, especially when you, when you follow a dream, so to speak, yeah. which is kind of a little bit overused, but I mean, I just mean, yeah. be brave enough to take yep. a little step and you'll find that people will recognize that. You won't even know that they're looking at you, but yeah. you know, and you'll kind of inspire them. And people all of a sudden will start showing up. I remember yep. when we first started having this person that would come back the following week and who wasn't a friend, they just liked yep. me. Yep. And I, I, for, I think in my early days before I met Bill, you know, I took the time to remember people's names, which is very important. Write mm -hmm. down who you're meeting, remember who they are. Yep. People appreciate that. Yep. And then we see them again and follow up with an email and send them a message. And especially in the modern day, there's no excuse for not creating a network. Yep. Even if it's just a small a group of friends or someone you just met, send them a message, say thank you, yep. write them a note. It's a beautiful and long lost art. Mm -hmm. you write somebody a note and say thank you. I appreciate you, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, people like that and they'll come back and. Maybe it was out of pity. Probably was. Probably was. You know, he's up there trying. He's not very good at this. But he's up there. And he's trying. You know, people will come, and before you know it, where you started from is really so far in the distance. Yeah. That you know, and you're you're making progress, and it's a long road. But don't yeah. worry about it. Just concentrate on what's happening now. Yes. Don't worry about the past, and don't worry about the future. My God, you can't control the future. You might not wake up tomorrow. Yeah. And I think just those little small things that are principle things can be really beneficial in your journey no matter what your journey is whether you're on a stage or, or whatever whether yeah. you're you know in a relationship it can be applied I think to most everything yeah and that's something I've been working on for myself lately because I've been talking about trying to be a student of life just with whatever it is learning anything that I can and it's much like you had just talked about if you're open to it if you're willing to listen and you're open to it 
Um, you can learn from anyone, anywhere, anytime. And that's not saying, like, I don't carry all of my notebooks around with me all the time or write stuff down. But if you're willing to, if you're willing to listen and be intuitive to it, it's crazy some of the things that you pick up from different people you would have never suspected. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that you can meet somebody sweeping the streets, man, who can have, tell you a story yeah. or, or uh, um, something that just sticks with you. Uh, I can think of many, many situations where I've met somebody on an airplane or, you know, and I just tell them, wow. You leave, you, you walk away thinking, I was, I was supposed, I was supposed to meet that person. Because yeah. what they just said to me, whether they knew it or not, references something else I'm thinking about right now. Again, again, writing down, carrying, carrying notebook yeah. constantly, and constantly writing down mostly things I have to do. Or, yeah. But I mean, also concepts, you know, ideas, an interesting word, like a word that yeah. you don't know what the what the yeah. um, definition is. Look it up. Yeah. Put it, write it down, and it, it, it spawns ideas and thoughts. And I think, again, while we're here for this limited period of time, dive into possibilities, even if it's just just you and yourself, me, myself, and I. Yeah. You know, you can learn a lot from uh, information that was at our, at our fingertips, man. You, know, you can learn about other cultures. You can learn about all kinds of things. You know, all you, kinds of things. The day and age that we live in. You can literally learn about anything you want, and pretty much for free. You can at least get started for free on any subject right. and on the internet. Like, obviously, pay attention to your source. Don't go to Wikipedia, crap like that. Check your sources, but just sit there for a minute and, like, think about it. What's something that I'm interested in that I've always wanted to learn about? Think about it. Man, I've always been fascinated about whatever. You sure, know, take and that then, step. And then, look, dude, you can do it from your stupid smartphone and start learning on it and typically once you start pulling out a thread for that it becomes if you're interested in it to begin with you start learning about it probably going to be fairly fascinating and then you're going to learn that like with me with uh, knife making right i started doing that because i got hooked on the show built my own forge started making knives and then we did an event that hell of a lift event that we yeah did. You're telling me about we it. had a real forge there that make gorgeous knives that i'm going to end up working with and like i'm going to work with like real knife makers and dudes that make this, and you, kind of what you talked about with just taking that simple step to do something, and then don't be afraid to let people see what you're doing, you know, and then all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, here you go. No, it could, it could mean any, and, and people, it reminds me, the operative word, I think being independent from the opinion of others, it's mm -hmm. important, I think it's important to, for people to give you some good information, but I mean, it's important also to be independent yes. of, from, of the opinion of other people, you know, you know, you know what's inside your own heart, and some somehow already, you already know what you want or what you want to do, and you know what I mean. Yeah. And get away, because there is, make no mistake, there are a lot of people in this world who are complete morons. Yes. There and are more of those than I think. Smart. There's tons of them, and they don't want anything out of line. They're mo they're negative, and they're yeah. not good. Mm -hmm. You might you could well be related to them. <laughs> You know, you could be getting away from chewing that stuff yeah. out, man. Yes. You're on your own. That's where it begins. And anything worth, that's worth building in life, a relationship, a business, it, 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 the foundation is in within you. Yeah. That's what people are latching on to. So yes. get negative people out of your life violently if you have to. And or they'll drag you down and suck your energy. Absolutely. And sometimes it's even family. 
Um, a lot of the time it's family. Yes. You can't be, that's why you should never judge anyone by their family because <laughs> you don't get to choose who that is. But sometimes you might need to distance yourself. And that's perfectly okay. It may seem like you feel terrible for doing that, but you have to look out for yourself first. No kidding. You're, and that's not to say like, oh, do what's best for you. Do what's fucking best for you. For your emotional um, and your spiritual, all of those well-beings, you are no good to anybody if you're not good to yourself first. It's the old aeroplane story. Going back and forth to see my parents over the years. I'm sure somebody else has thought of this, but I remember back in the 90s at one point going home. I was, I was going through it. You know, I was going, I was going through a transitional period. I remember. I can remember the times in my life that were pivotal, that were turning points. You know, yeah. I remember I was pretty melancholy. I remember I was doing a lot of writing, but I remember that watching the air hostess and she was doing the mask in the unlikely event of a loss of cabin. Yeah. And it, uh, the mask comes down and they, they give you the whole spiel of how to use the mask, but then they finish with a simple sentence mm -hmm. that to me is very metaphorical. I like this. I like and it. Is, put the mask on yourself before attending to others. Yeah. I just think that's a great... I, I, think I tried to write a song about that one time, but I, I, I still have notebooks from back in that period of my life, and I have it in, in Sharpie, you know. Put the mask on yourself mm -hmm. before, I and mean, variations of that phrase because yeah. I knew you know to me it really ran through but it's true put the mask on yourself selfishly forget about other people because you're no good to other people unless you're good and that's a, that is that's yeah. I think one you know being healthy one-on-one -on -one yep. it? it is and I that's that's genius dude I love that and that's one of those things kind of going back to the beginning of the show I'll never forget that analogy I love analogies and things like that that's a good one, dude. Put your own mask on first, or... Or put the mask on yeah. that brings you oxygen, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, put the on mask you. on. You eat for, you get your, make sure you're nourished. Mm -hmm. And then another thing you reminded me of with that, <laughs> I learned very quickly with this, whatever it is, whether it's comedy, the show, pictures that I pose, this or that, that I learned very quickly <laughs> who to ask their opinions to on certain things, because... Um, because people will give you their opinions and a lot of times it's not constructive really um, so you but I'll listen to whatever they come up and volunteer freely whatever you think it sucked cool thanks for your input da, da, da. but I mean for for constructive criticism and input there's I have a few people for each different thing that I'll ask like with the stage show comedy stuff when you have time I like to run by you hey I'm thinking about doing a bit on this and the transition to this and so forth because I know you've done that and you're trying to learn the comedy stuff too just because you want stage. So working with it that way, a couple other people, and then um, with what I'm going to wear, this or that, hey, what do you think of this? Is this a little dumb? Because you ask the wrong people their opinions or their input on, on what you're doing or what you're trying to do. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, I think you can tell if somebody's if somebody's feedback is worth a shit or not. Yeah. But, but it's a difficult thing when you're on a stage, I think... Um, or doing, or actually in life, the old saying: it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. That's true. And I, you it's know, very true. And I think, generally speaking, yeah, that's what important. That's what mentors and friends are for. Sometimes, so particular I, people. I just wrote the word mentor down. Huge on mentors. Yeah. Um, and I read this. I don't even remember. This is probably in the late '90s, early 2000s. Did I was reading something that basically said, if you want to become good at anything. Any specific subject, thing, trade, craft, skill, get a mentor in that field. Because it's 
they're the ones with experience that can tell you this or that. So, uh, I mean, I at any one time, I'm talking to four to five to six different mentors in different fields. You know, and I, I'm, I am some people's mentor at this point. I'm the, the lowball idiot They're looking up to the mentor at this point. I'm on, on the full spectrum, take that how you will, of the mentors sure. scale, you know what I mean? So, when did you kind of realize that mentors are a good thing to have? Or what, what are your feelings on that? I was a kid, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was a, I was an athlete. You know, I was a football player, and soccer. Yeah. Well, when you guys come yeah. soccer, but <laughs> football, real football, where they actually kick it, kick the ball. But anyway, um, nothing against American football, but you know, it is fu- it is funny that they call a sport <laughs> yeah. football that hardly anyone even kicks it. I, I have no rebuttal for that. I know yeah, about. but anyway, uh, and that they call the the winners of a, of a sport played in one country, the world champions. <laughs> I mean, I swear. <laughs> I mean, I, I defend, uh, it's just that's, that's wrong. Actually, dude, let me, oh, yeah, dude, let me pause one second. Dude, I just have to feel those guns, man. You're, are you flexing? You didn't flex until I touched you, did you? I don't really flex that much. <laughs> you know, she was sitting next to me like, she <laughs> That's what I was actually going to ask. Uh, has there been any questions? Not up? yet. Okay, if you have any questions for me, for Patty, anything, send them in. Um, that's when I do these live. Uh, I know that we've been talking a lot the whole time, but... Um, it's hard for me to see them. We have some help behind the camera. Uh, so send your questions in if you have any. Um, I'm sure Patrick would be more than happy to answer. Uh, so shoot them in. I think we're about halfway through. And uh, so mentor, yeah, with the whole football. Yeah, day. the coaches, man. When we were growing up, you know, you have your football. We call them managers. Your manager, which is coach you know, over here. Yeah. Talking coaches. But yeah, they're your teachers in the school. You know, we're very, we're all, we're all mentors, and we just did what you were told. I mean, we. we um, but I think as I got older, into my into adulthood, yeah, there are in, people who are just really, really influential in your life, whether they know it or whether they don't. And you pay attention. Again, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, pay attention. Particularly if you're fortunate enough to be around someone who's pretty successful, yes. you know, who does something. And it could be just a, a successful dad or a successful. Like, is a good father or a, yeah. a good mom, you know, or a good, a good, just a good human being can be a mentor. Just in yeah. the way they carry themselves and the way they, maybe they, they turn the other cheek. They don't react or, or they handle stress well or they handle a violent situation, you know, in a way that um, you wish that you could, you know. And you, you, you try to pick up information from people who've walked the road a little bit longer than you have, you yeah. know? and it could be in any shape or form. But yeah. mentorship can come from all over the place. Again, in the modern day, you can reach all kinds of people. You can write people yeah. an email, a letter, yeah. your sports heroes. I mean, maybe they won't respond, but sometimes it's very cathartic. <laughs> well, maybe they won't even see it, though, in, in fairness. Yeah. But, but it's very, it can be a very cathartic thing to write, your, write, to, some, write to yourself, even. I'm like, yeah, you know that's I mean? a good idea. I'm, I'm, I was Put it down. Wrong. I was laughing on that because when I first started doing this show, man, I blasted out to every celebrity athlete I could think of. <laughs> and of course, I've, I've heard back from like one, like the um, Daniel from Pop Smoke Media hit me back. They're at about 300,000, you know, which is huge to me. But don't be afraid to contact me. One, don't be afraid to reach out to contact people. Who cares? They, most likely, they're not going to see it. If they don't, who cares? But if they do, then, then that's awesome. But you know that you've tried that. So we've got a question. I think it's from Chuck. What's he saying? What advice do you have for someone beginning their own business? Starting their own business. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for someone starting their own business? Is that from you, Chuck? Chuck's my man. We'll talk about him in a uh, 
starting your own business. Um, well, it's interesting. I didn't, you know, I went to school and I guess I have a business degree, but I can't really think of anything like formally that I learned that uh, that I, you know, that made me. So what have you learned that they didn't business? teach you? What was one of the hard lessons learned when you first? Um, I think hard lessons is well, is the just or a lesson. I mean, the lessons you that I learned. I mean, I'm more involved with the finance, with the, you know, with what you what you pay in taxes on. Oh. How much yeah. I owe what I pay. You know, that opens your eyes. <laughs> that, that's a different thing. Yeah. I think I think what you my advice. The, my, my, I suppose the, the number one thing I believe business is about one particular thing, and that is relationships. Write down that word, relationships. Because whatever you do in business, you can't do it alone. Yeah. And so it's your relationships with, 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 with yourself, with your God, your, if, if that's your proclivity, it is for me, okay, I couldn't imagine not having my faith because I, anyway, I couldn't imagine walking another step. Uh, but, uh, um, and then the people you put around you, in, in my business, my relationship with my staff, the people I work with, my colleagues, I call them. I don't like that thing. They work for me. We work yeah. together. Uh, the, the relationship you have with my customers, you know, uh, other than the dickheads, there's plenty of them. Yeah. But, um, uh, and, what has and, been some of those employees to you that you've had to yeah, there's always some. There's, there's always people that don't yeah. work out. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of people like that that don't like me. Either. Yeah. That's the way it goes. But I, I think you know, you're, you're, it begins with that. That's the the first step. Um, beyond that, then educate yourself about what it is that your your business is going to be. If I've got a friend of mine right now who wants to start her own clothing line online, you know, that I'm going to help her with and. I believe she's going to do great with it because she's worked her ass off to kind of learn about business, you know, enough about, how, you know, the, the essential rules of business, buy low, sell high, yeah. or sell higher, you know, I mean, are the essential rules. But to, but to learn about the, the idiosyncrasies of whatever business it is that you're going to, that you want to take a crack at, you know, and that means you put your due diligence in. It means you, I, I spent years in bars before I ever owned one. And then when I did own one, I had no <laughs> clue, man. I, you know, I mean, it was, it was, I was fortunate I walked into a turnkey situation. In other words, this was already a bar. Now, it, it didn't look like one, and it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, um, what's the word, primitive, shall we say. <laughs> but, I mean, at least it had a door, it had a lock on it, it had a, a security alarm, it had beer, in so kegs, you know, some glasses, liquor on the shelf, you know, what can I get you, man? And some cash registers, you know, you know the basic stuff that uh, that you need. But uh, to learn the business, it took, I think, it took time. You know, applying yourself, it, it will, it will come. It, the first, just take the step, but do your homework. You know, you know, some people want to get into. I'll give you an example. Before I settled on this little small bar as it was back in 19, uh, 2006. I had looked at four other places beforehand that came along, that were offered to me. And one of them was a really great opportunity, technically. It was a huge place on, on McPherson Church Road, a busy 
a busy street here in, in the town we live in. And uh, because I knew the wife of the owner of this business who just wanted to get the hell out of it, he's basically given it to me. But when I walked in there, I took a breath and I thought, you know, this is way over my head. Yeah. yeah because I was going to be I was going to be borrowing some money to get rocking and rolling, and I just listened to my listened to myself to my instinct. You know, say, no, this is not. This is a huge kitchen, a huge dining room. You know, I had no clue. I just thought. Didn't feel right. Feel, Scott, is a yeah. great, you know, is a, is, a, is a trust yourself and, you know, listen to what your yeah. your inner voice is telling you. And then the rest of it is you'll learn as you go. It, 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 when, you, when you come into a place like I've got, you, 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 I'm sure it looks, my God, I can never do. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. Because you just start here, and then you do this, yes. and then you do this, and then yeah. you grab her, and then you grab him, and then yeah. you do this, and you know, and then before you know it, 15, 16, 20 years later, you've got a place that even you can't believe. Yeah. And you know, and that's you know, I, I hope that's helpful. I, there are no specific things. Well, first you need to do this, and then you need to call this guy. You know, it's not. There are. It's pretty abstract. But the principles, the principles are the same across the board to be successful. I think, like we said before, too, getting out of your own way is a great start. Chuck, now, are you thinking about starting a business? Was that general purpose? It looks like you just sent a follow-on. What's your follow-on to that, man? Because Chuck's real great about uh, interacting in these. So, Thanks, Chuck, for giving that. Yeah, man, and I'll take this uh, to uh, throw in. He does a great podcast, uh, The New You Show. I'm actually heading to Charleston this weekend to go do his podcast with him, finally. And we're going to do like a CW, the new U show collab. It's going to be a great time. Um, Chuck, you're awesome. What was his follow-up? Uh, Hold you accountable. Formulate your plan. Put in work and take the first yeah, step. Yeah, yeah. He's a smart dude, so holding yourself accountable. But first off, you know, it's just getting started. I think realizing having a vision and then, and then getting started. Yeah, start with, start with something. You're like, you know, you, you pivot and you turn as you move on, you know. It's very easy to be overwhelmed by things, by situations, by whatever, when there's, you feel there's too much to do. Um, but I think maybe it's just a military thing or a guy thing or whatever. Just pick something and start with it and get it done. Small thing, whether you have a huge list, a list at all, whatever it is. Start with something and get it done. There's forward progress. One of my huge hashtags is one step, one rep, meaning one step, one rep at a time is going to get us there. Get started, do something and get it done, and then something else. Don't look at the entire picture. Like if we had, if this whole entire church side was just cramped packed with stuff that we had to move, you know, like, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever, it's just you and me. Well, it's not going to get done any quicker with us standing here bitching about it. So grab, you know, grab a box and start moving. Whatever it is, you know, you can, and this is a great one I heard. Whatever happens, bad news, this or that, a deal falls through, something happens, you lose this, whatever, it's fine. Give yourself five minutes to bitch about it, cuss about it, complain about it, cry about it, call your mom, bitch about it, and then after that five minutes is up, that's it. Time to move forward. Nothing, you can't, you can't spend, you can't waste any more time on something that you can't control. Something that's already happened. Well, that's very true. So, because I like to bitch, don't get me wrong. I had a bad temper when I was a kid. I think I've, I've chilled out quite a bit. But um, no, give yourself five minutes and bitch about it. Like with my thing, if something happens, like I need to go all the way down and kind of hit my rock bottom and then I'm coming back up. Like I know myself a little bit. You got to be self-aware and self-regulate. 
the end of that five minutes, yeah. stop wasting time on shit you can't control anymore. And then get moving. Yeah. That's just... I agree. I think attitude's very important. The, the old story of the of the the old lady who whose husband dies after 70 years of marriage and, and she, you know, her family have to put her into, into some care, into a nursing home. So they bring her to the nursing home. They try to make her room as close to her bedroom as possible in our home so she's not upset or lonely and take her to the nursing home and the, the, the nurse comes down and says, oh, Mrs. Jones, we have your room ready and it's got your favorite curtains and your bed is in there and we have your chest of drawers that you love and your, it's periwinkle blue and she goes, oh my God, stop, I absolutely love the room, just love it. And the nurse says, but you haven't even seen it yet. She says, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It matters. It doesn't matter which way the furniture is arranged in my room. It matters which way the furniture is arranged in my mind. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I was loved that little analogy. There's more to it than that. But again, the whole thing when you change the way you look at things. Yeah. The things you look at change. Wayne, a great uh, <clears throat> mentor I never met, Wayne Dyer. I just love his work. He passed away some years ago, but I love his stories that he would tell. A philosopher. Great information in places like that. I find people who uh, people whose job it is to uh, to inspire. Wangar would be somebody that I would suggest people read. Say that name one more time. Wayne Dyer, D Y E R, Doctor Wayne Dyer. Spell his last name one more time, please. D D Y E R. He passed away some years ago, and I, actually Jessica and I were planning on going to Florida to hear him speak. And he passed away that year, man. And I, I just would love him. I would have probably wept if I met him. Yeah. I, I love his work so much. I would, you know, he's just a pack. He's a messenger. Yeah. Passing on information. Yeah. But and perspective is something that's huge. And it's something that's within your control. And it's not always easy, like anything else. Um, but if you want to change your perspective, you can. Like anything else, though, it's going to take uh, effort. So that's something that you can. Uh, okay, so maybe, for instance, uh, over your time, your career, um, and the whole thing at some point, because it's very easy to get down on yourself, even if you've taken, so let's say you've taken those steps, you've gotten out of your way, you're doing things, you're making progress, and then some, something happens, you know, and then it may feel like a setback or stopping or like it's over, this or that. How do you keep from falling into those negative mental traps or, or getting a negative perspective? Or how do you keep a positive, open, moving forward perspective when it feels like life is just coming at you full steam? You know what I mean? I mean, I find uh, I keep people in my life that won't allow me to, yeah. you know, to you know, like Chuck said, like holding accountable. People yeah, people, you accountable. hold yourself accountable. Like, I mean, what I'm. What? I don't, you know what, if I'm going to be like that, I don't deserve to be a boss. I don't deserve to be a leader. You know, I can have my moment. I have to take a knee sometime. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you let that emotion, whatever's in you, come out. Mm -hmm. Get it out of you. It's okay, it's okay to weep. Yeah. That's just very important sometimes. Yes, actually. <laughs> it's okay to, I think talking to God, for me, mm -hmm. is very important. An open dialogue. And, you know, I, I, that's very important to me. Yeah. And I think once you get, that's that's a great way of putting it and having those people around you, find those people in yeah. it. And perspective, I mean, you get lots of people have bad 
yes. situations in life. I find sometimes I run into people and they'll give you their tales of woe. I'm thinking, so what? Yeah. What do you want? You know what I mean? You're bored me. <laughs> bored me to fucking okay. tears, man. <laughs> Especially when you look at them and they're totally fine. Yeah. You know, I don't see you missing legs and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what exactly do you want? Yeah. You know what I mean? Go bother, go over there and cry in the corner or whatever. Surround yourself with people who want to listen to that. But I, yeah. I don't have time to really listen to that boo-hoo shit. You know, yeah. woe was me. Yeah. I think everyone, if you want to talk and you want, you want an ear, I'll give you an ear for a little while. But for a little while. Yeah. For a little while, then yeah. it's time to. Well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Because again, talking about shit, when the shit's out of the horse, shit's out of the horse, man. You got to figure out what you're going to do. And oftentimes, I have found that before something really great happens, something not so great mm-hmm. often happens. Or when something not so great happens, it's an opportunity. Oftentimes, it's an opportunity yeah. for something new, something profound. So you dust yourself off, get up, yeah. and get on with it. Yeah. Or you can lay there and annoy everybody around <laughs> you. You know, but I mean, who has the time? You'd be dead tomorrow. It's keeping things in perspective, you know? But I mean, that's why some people are really successful in life and others are full of shit. Yep. Like, I mean, you, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna try, you're not gonna put some effort in without me. I don't have any time yeah. for you. Yeah. You know, good luck with that. Yeah, and that's cutting that negativity out of your life. And you get there's a lot of people that are full of shit out there. Fuck yeah. Very quickly identify them, give them a couple minutes, but then it's cut off. Add alcohol. Oh my god. Let me tell you, that's what I have to listen to sometimes. Man, it was such a different perspective when I was working security here because I was quite the um, I don't even know how to say, it, but I, I used to enjoy going out when I was younger. Uh, and to be sober working the security side, man, it was different. Talk about changing perspective. Yes, I mean some people shouldn't drink. <laughs> But, Some people don't do well without alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but coming back to that a little bit, like my guest last week, Marcus Torgerson, I love that man to death. We had a great conversation last week, and he had shared something with me about, you know, like a, one of his friends who is, and this isn't to go downhill, but like they're diagnosed with cancer, getting, you know, during chemo, and, you know, the, having a smile on their face and saying, I'm doing good. Isn't that simple? Somebody with that, going through that shit, they said, I'm thankful and doing great. They still smell the flowers. Yeah. That's inspiring. They love how the furniture is set up in the room before they go in. Because well, there's nothing to do about their cancer. You know, except yeah. their attitude, though, is what you keep. Yes. You have control over your attitude. And the being thankful for that day that the eyes are still open and that they are breathing and they're above the earth, it's very easy to take things for granted. It's very easy to want more than you have and get focused on that. There's always somebody that's wanting what you have or wanting the ability that you have. You know, like I, I love the fact that I can still, you know, kind of run. I'm more of a truck at this point. But, <laughs> you know, do things like that and lift the weights and go outside and, and that I have the um, right and freedom to do that. We're not going to grab a hole on that one. But we have the ability, if we choose to go and do those things, we have the physical ability to go do those, to go to the gym, to work out, to ride a bike, that the sun's up, that this and that. And, you know, I want to try to take advantage of those things while I have the ability. It's very easy to lose sight on the small things. And going back to put it in perspective, it's easy to get all butthurt about something that doesn't go your way. But then go back and we kind of, like in the Army, we have this resiliency stuff that we talk about. It's called hunt the good stuff. Take a minute and find something that you're thankful for. Hump the good stuff? Hunt. Oh, hunt. Okay. We're almost there. We're almost done and then you can That's go. That's kind of dirty. <laughs> hump the you good find, stuff. You got some good stuff and they'll let like you. That's like some of the guy, young men that come into this club. 
think they can just go up and try to hump they the goat stuff? Yeah, I've seen you have to take her out to eat first. <laughs> Not all of them. This is Fayetteville. Yeah. But uh, if you're able to, you have some good stuff, and they'll let you hump it, hump away. But God bless find what makes you happy. It's something that you have. Like a stupid one, for example, for me, is I love my car, the Charger. I love that thing. It's paid off. I just like it makes me happy. So I can start. If I'm having a shitty day, that's a starting point for me. I love the fact that I have it. Uh, and then so think about what enabled you to get that item. What allowed you to get it. And then if you want more things like that, then what do you think you're doing? That's gonna pull you back out of the, oh, what was me thingy? I like that, I can work hard, blah, blah, all that stuff. So find something that is good to you, that makes you happy, something dumb like that. That's gonna get you back on track and moving forward. You don't need to. Or you can have a minivan like I do. <laughs> That's a killer van though, dude. Let yeah, I me mean, tell you something. You, yeah. Well, it puts you kind of, uh, you know, I look like, like a soccer man. We call it the PD, it's the panty dropper. That's right. <laughs> you gotta have a, you gotta have some serious, yeah. strong self-esteem, you know, yeah. to drive a minivan. You make that thing work. Plus, he's rolling with the Pope. That's right, man. Pope uh, we're we're gonna be wrapping up soon. Any last-minute questions? Have there been any more questions come in? Chuck, anything else from you, my man? We got a few minutes left. Um, anything you want to throw out? Feel free that we talk about. One thing though, that just to touch on a few things that you've said, and they're all true. Again, that. I've been fortunate enough to be able to work with the majority of your team on different things, and you've done a great job, man, about bringing people in that share vision and that are that bring value and bring worth. Obviously, that's why you brought them on board. Um, and the way that you do treat people, being the boss and your name being on the wall, I've watched how you interact with people. I remember how you interacted with me that wasn't like my first or second night working security, and you know I hadn't even I hadn't talked to you yet. Uh, but you come through and you make it a point, you made it a point to come up to me and shook my hand and be like, hey man, it's good to have you on board for the security. And it's like, first off, who sure. you know, who would care, the new security guy, you know, this and that. But I just remember, like, oh shit, he does know that I'm working here. You know, yeah. and that was cool. Those things are cool. wearing my shirt. <laughs> he must be working here. Yeah. I really want to be an asshole, but let me go ahead and Yeah, but the, like, like you said, those things, we remember those things and it makes a difference. And then that makes me want to work better for you and those types of things. So it's all for a reason, this and that, but I've seen how you interact with people and it's, you do a very good job, man. You do, you give them a few minutes, you listen, and then something else that I think is great that you do is you're very transparent. When somebody talks to you, be like, hey, that's a lot of business. People want to talk to you business a lot of times while they're drinking, you know, like, oh, we should do this, we should do that, or I want to play for you, I want to get on stage. And you're just kind of like, well, that sounds great. You know, I got people to talk to about that. It's not just me. You know, and then obviously that's not the most appropriate time to talk about it. So if we want to, then you know, the future, yeah, but it's, yeah, well, you, know, you do a great job politicking. Yeah, man, I mean, it's talking to people, you know? Yeah. And at this stage of my career, I suppose I'm doing a lot more of that, just talking to folks. But yeah, just be nice to people. Yeah. Be like relationships. It comes back to relationships again. Hey, man, sometimes I'm not nice. Sometimes just people just rub you the wrong way or, or they're out of line and, and you know, Oh, yeah. that's that great scene from Roadhouse, so I think we watched it my orientation for security. You be nice until it's time to not be nice. How will I know that? <laughs> you won't know. I'll let you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not even kidding. Steve, uh, Stefan was still here. Stefan, if you're watching, I love you, man. Miss you. We'll talk to you soon. Great guy. He's a great guy. Stefan's awesome. Yes, but um, we did the orientation. We watched that scene, too. It was awesome. Roadhouse. Great movie. Stefan's one of those people, like I was talking about, that you, when you move forward passionately and, and 
honestly yeah. in, a, in, a, in a direction, you know, with your business, with your life, people like Stefan show up, you know what yeah. I mean? They, good people show up because they want to be part of it and they're, yeah. you know, they feel the same way. And he's one of many people I've met over the years that ended up, who's working here, but ended up becoming close personal friends, you know what I mean? It's beautiful. And many of the customers, oftentimes, yeah. you become your customer, then you become somebody that you really like personally, yeah. you maybe play golf with or work out with or travel with or just fucking go and have dinner with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever, I've met some incredible folks in within my career, you know, and yeah. particularly as a musician where you want to keep your, any kind of fan base or audience, you can get a little hairy at times when you, <laughs> you get to know people, maybe it gets a little too personal, but, but I mean, yeah, you try to be nice to folks, create a good relationship with them and you can't really go wrong, you know? Well, yeah, that's a great point to kind of wrap us up. Then we'll see if there's any last minute questions we've talked about a lot. Whether you're running a business on stage, musician, or just out at Walmart, or you work, you don't work out plenty of things, do you? No, I don't. I work out in the small gym in Rayford, where I can be, where it's can be anonymous. They still find you. People still find you. But the bottom line is, be a decent human being. Wherever you are, you don't have to be a business owner. You don't have to be. Don't be a dick. That's such a great thing. I love when I was working here. I'd be up front because you have a light that comes down. I, I used to post those on my stories, like this, the weekly reminder: don't be a dick. It's not. It's not very hard. But I'm really good at being a dick sometimes. Well, so am I. I mean, you sometimes know. you have to be. Or if you are and you shouldn't have been, you just say, "I'm sorry." Yeah, that was a dick. But if you deserve to be a dick, then we're gonna treat you like a dick. Well, but yeah. just in general, your general demeanor when you walk around. Be nice to people. You never know what what it's gonna bring. Um, do we have any last minute questions? No, just I see some random comments in there, so who knows? There's a lot of people uh, masturbating probably looking at this. <laughs> and I don't, look at those two well, sexy I know, we are, some, we are some sexy beasts. But this will be well, saved to my page. Uh, if you want to go and catch any previous episodes, we thank you for tuning in. Patty, man, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll, it's I'll always say a pleasure being here. It's a great thing that you're doing. And, uh, Doing something like this for folks, you know, maybe there's, I don't know how many people are watching, maybe there's only a few people, but somewhat, when I opened my bar, there was times we only had a few people in the room, you know? Yeah. But what we had, what we did have was we had love in the room. Yep. And we had, uh, what we were doing was good and wholesome, and it, it grows and it develops, so I think it's great, stick at it, and whoever's listening out there, thanks for listening to me, and uh, good luck in life. Enjoy it while it lasts. And then Chuck will have to come down next time. If you're in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, stop by. Check the page out. I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw this up uh, on my page afterwards and tag you guys in it. Cool. You can throw it up. But come by and check out Patty's Man, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You just opened Sundays now. Sundays as well, man. Sundays. Sundays as well. But, uh, After mass. Call it church, of course. <laughs> it's a gorgeous place. Come check it out. Questions about it, message me. Message Patty's. Check us out. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your kind words. Thank you for taking the time to join us. You're welcome. And, uh, Good to be here. Thank you very much. Um, don't be a dick.